Welcome to the Irish Mummy Podcast, where we get real about marriage, motherhood, business and success. The show where you get to know that you don't need to choose between motherhood and success. Welcome to the Irish Mummy. On today's episode, we have a very special guest and we're having a very special topic. So we have Stephanie McMahon and we are talking about fertility and forgiveness. Stephanie, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rosie. It's a privilege to have you on here, Stephanie. <laughs> it's an absolute I, privilege. I'm Adam, by the way. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Do we know each other? I'm just kidding. Sure so, Stephanie, we actually have a really, not a funny story, but our paths crossed in a really unusual way, and we have actually become really close since then. So I'm just going to fill people in how our paths have crossed, and then we can kind of get into your story. Is that okay, Stephanie? That's no problem. So me and Stephanie have a mutual friend and she connected us about, was it three years ago? Still, Pat, yeah, so it'd be about three years, coming up was, three years now. It was about a week before Dahi was born and I went to see Stephanie because Stephanie had um, her essential oils. We hadn't actually met in person yet. And I went out to meet Stephanie and so Stephanie had given me her address and I put it into my, my GPS. Did you drive that day? Yeah, like I did. 400 weeks pregnant. <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> I never thought about that. You got the tightest of the How do you even well? <laughs> so I drove all the way to Stephanie's house and as soon as Stephanie came out the back door, I'm like, I know Stephanie from somewhere. And straight away I placed her from Camogie years ago when we were in national school in her local pitch playing camogie and <laughs> now the interesting thing was I had placed her that day but Stephanie where had you seen me a week or two or a few weeks before that where you had placed me yeah it's, it's actually funny because I had actually placed you um because through our mutual friend I had started following you on the Irish mummy page and um I had just recognized your face and I'd recognized your little girl actually Saoirse and um, I was actually in the outpatients in Banislow with an appointment for my daughter. And I was like, that's her. And funnily, because Sierra kept coming over towards me, like, and I was kind of trying to say hello to her, thinking like, you know, hi, yeah. And um, it was only then when you pulled, pulled in then and I kind of made the connection again. It was actually so funny. And it's so funny that you made the connection then, because on the day that we were in the hospital, Sierra just kept going over to Stephanie. And you know, when your child has got this obsession, she literally kept going to Stephanie. But when when I saw Stephanie in the outpatient, I knew I recognized you, but I couldn't place you at all that day. And it was actually bothering me, but I couldn't place you. And when I got to your house, it was interesting that I was able to place you straight away outside your house. But I wasn't able to place you when you were in um, when you're in Badenslow in the hospital. So it was interesting. We'd actually had two connections after not seeing each other for since national school. We literally had two connections before we came in. Yeah, it was it was nice. So I'm going to start the story, and then I'm going to I'm going to let you kind of share more, Stephanie. But I I literally knew nothing about Stephanie. I knew I had the connection from when we were in um, national school, like just that I knew who she was, and I knew a kind of a, a relative relative of Stephanie. But when we came into the house, we kind of sat down at your table and 
we were going through all your essential oils and we were kind of going through how you would use them and the kind of the regular little essential oil class, I suppose. But one thing that I always do with people, and I actually feel very comfortable doing this with strangers because I don't know anything about them. Because if they think you're weird, you'll never see them again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, what I do is I always, I always get um, six emotional essential oils and I always get the, the person to smell all six of them. And I ask them to pull close to them essential oils that they feel very drawn to. Um, push away ones that they don't have kind of any interest in. And then they have to tell me if they really don't like an essential oil. Like if they really, really don't like the, like the essential oil. And when I did it with Stephanie, Stephanie pulled towards her... Um, the essential oil console and the essential oil forgive. Now, for me personally, having lost someone, I know how powerful the essential oils are. And the second she pulled those two oils, I knew instantly that she had lost someone. And, you know, when someone pulls that towards them, it's, I suppose, it's a very, it's, I suppose it's an intimate time because I know on their end, I don't know, you know, is, is it something that they want to share about? But I always feel prompted to just ask the question, have you lost someone close to you? And sometimes I feel like maybe the timing is right that we've, you know, that it's not a coincidence that we've come together. But Stephanie, when I asked you that, I learned from the very first time that you, you would actually, you had lost your brother. Yeah, you actually couldn't, um, have pinpointed exactly the emotions that I was feeling. It was actually frightening and it was literally because like you would not have known like he had passed in 2010 so this was like coming up gone eight years and you were like and I was like oh my god I was like how did you know that and then we'll say even with the forgive I actually um just couldn't even smell it and I was like oh my god and I actually think I remember even maybe like in sheer emotion of it so like the console and the forgive the minute I smelt it and you were like have you lost someone and maybe you know is there forgiveness there and I was like, oh my God, I actually just started crying, I think. And actually it was funny because his little girl was there the same day. Do you remember that? Yeah. He had a two-year-old girl at the time when he passed. And we actually did the emotions on her and she actually liked them as well. Or didn't, I can't remember, but they were the ones she was drawn to. So that's when I re really realized the power of the emotional oils. It was just... It was just amazing. You actually gave me then a lovely, gentle um, hand technique. And I remember even that day, I kept smelling the two of them. And I could just, from then on, I could sense that there was something, something in them. But I never kind of went through with it. And I kind of just did, you know, tipping along with the, <clears throat> the home essentials case. And anytime anything happened in the house, that's what I went to. But it was actually maybe six or eight months later, I um you actually kindly posted me some emotion oils. Do you remember that? Yeah. You give them in little sample bottles. And um, I remember actually slining them up again and um smelling them again. And yet again I couldn't smell the console and the forgive. And I was actually so proud of these um little vials and everything. And I was actually even brought them down to mom and dad and got them to smell them. And likewise they couldn't smell the console and the forgive. So then I knew there was really something in these that could comfort us or, you know, help to move on with the forgiveness. <clears throat> now, excuse me, you also actually put in a little roller bottle of Clary Cam. Now, little did I know, I didn't know what that one was because I hadn't really looked into the oils that much. 
But as soon as I started looking it up, then I realized it was actually like the women's monthly blend and how it could help balance hormones and just help, you know, different things like that. So for me, we'll say our journey had began, actually, we got married in 2007 and we would have loved a family straight away. But it wasn't happening first. So we had gone to treatment and we went to um, lots of different gynecologists and they put me on many, many different medications. And I was always told, actually, to make sure you're prepared for multiple births because of um, the strength of the tablet you'd be on. I would have taken triplets. I would have taken anything at this stage. So they had told me then that I could, I'd have to come off. Um, I was on Clomid and I was on Femara. And they told me in the December of 2010 that I had to come off because I was too long on it and it wasn't good for your body. And I had a um, laparoscopies also. So I remember actually going in for that laparoscopy. And I remember the doctor saying to me, you know, when are you due your next cycle? And I said, would you believe I actually had it this morning? And he was like, oh, very good. So he said, you know what this means now? <laughs> and I said, I was laughing at him actually because this was the 10th of December. So obviously two weeks later was Christmas. So he said, make sure you have a good Christmas now. He said, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> and I said, okay. And um, lo and behold, we stuck to his word and we made a great Christmas. And um, I was to do the pregnancy test on the 10th of January. 6th of January, my brother died. 10th of January, he was buried. Now, I missed my cycle, but I thought it was down to shock. So I waited a few days in disbelief. I just didn't want another sadness. So I was like, I wonder would I be hardly ever pregnant. Lo and behold, 13th of January. And the reason I'm actually mentioning dates is because dates and numbers to me mean quite a bit. So the 13th of January, um, I found out I was pregnant. So needless to say, we were absolutely over the moon. But at the same time, it was very hard to be happy after actually just burying my brother three days previous. Um, and it, it's actually strange because when I went to the doctor, obviously he'd known about it because it was a tragic um, incident that happened. And he just asked all about it. And, you know, I just asked him for a little bit of information like you know whether I should tell family members or not and he, su he suggested I should so that was fine I got my letter you know the way you have your 12 week scan and everything and I remember actually getting it and it was actually the 7th of March which would have been Paddy's 30th birthday and I remember going in for uh, <laughs> I remember going in for the scan actually and you know you're quite a while in there and um, we were coming out anyways like oh no you can come back in I don't know whatever many weeks it was and I said to Paddy, um, I got the letter, you know the way you get the letter coming out? And I looked at the letter and it was the 20th of June. I was like, oh my God, that's my birthday. Wow. So to me, it was two special little gifts, one on Paddy's birthday and one on my birthday. Wow. So it was just so powerful, I think, do you know, like that, to become a mom for the first time. Now, not this, I want to go kind of get back onto the forgiveness and the no, this and fertility, but... I actually, the little school, she was due the 17th of September. And I remember going into hospital on the 5th for an appointment. And I just, I always had his little girl, my brother's little girl with me. And she came to many appointments. And But that morning, um, I just didn't feel right. And I said, to, I rang my dad and I said, Dad, would you take Natasha for, um, I have an appointment. 
So I went to the grave and had a little quiet word with them. And I said, if anything happens, make sure you help me. So off we went anyway. And it's so strange because like they checked me and they kept me and I was absolutely exhausted because I had two weddings that weekend. But um, <laughs> um, literally, cutting a long story short, I literally, they checked me at like maybe half five, quarter to six that morning or that evening. And I had her caught by seven. So I was getting right emotional because I thought she was actually going to be born. When I realized I was in labor at like six o'clock on the 5th of September, I thought she was definitely going to be born on the 6th, which would have been exactly eight months later. But mm. she arrived, she arrived um, on the 5th. But it was just, um, just amazing like, to have that experience. And actually, even my mum joined me in the labor watch, which was most definitely not planned, but it was actually lovely. Wow. And um, just little things like that, even to be walked, you know, out, you just kind of re remember all the occasions and kind of, you know, you'd be thanking them for helping you. But um, so that was fine, actually. And I remember getting the talk afterwards about, you know, contraceptive and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I was nearly four years waiting for this baby. I'm not going to even <laughs> look at the contraceptive. Yeah, you must be joking. And um, so, you know, it's kind of went to like, she's going to be lovely. Like, so, oh, it's, I came from a big family. Paddy came from a big family. So we'd loved, you know, we love kids and like that. But um, I remember actually I started a new job and um, I was going in shopping for clothes. And I remember saying to Paddy, I actually think I'm late. And he said, no, you can't be. Not, no, not a hope. And lo and behold, I was actually pregnant. So I was six wow. weeks pregnant. Yeah. So I got pregnant when Zoe was only 20 weeks old. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it was it was actually lovely. So we had a busy a busy time, you know, that time with two small babies and everything. And we went through a little bit of, you know, financial pressure and things like that. But it was only then when we kind of started, you know, saying, you know, let's have another. And that's when we came back into, you know, the issues again. And the next thing they told us, oh, secondary infertility. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I've had two kids. And they were like, no, no, this is unknown. I had another laparoscopy, but this time they actually drilled into my ovaries as well, just to try and help it along. But nothing worked. So I was on lots of medication again. And I just thought, you know what? It's, it's just very, very hard, you know, to keep going. And in 2017, then, um, a close friend of mine had got pregnant and there was lots of different issues with her pregnancy and she was in and out of hospital and myself and Paddy just decided, you know what, let's come off all uh, medication. We have two happy, healthy kids and, you know, let's let, let it happen naturally if it's going to happen. So it came off everything and I kind of wanted to go down the route then of, you know, different holistic therapies. And um, I suppose that's kind of where, where you came along then, Rosie, because I was minding kids and there was lots of kids coming in through the house. And one little kid that I was minding just absolutely smelled beautiful. Of course, she had lavender on her. So I just thought lavender being lavender. Yeah. And then she was like, no, she said, you have to try these oils. You know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're so, um, they're 100% pure and they're so good for kids. And so that's when I kind of, I bought one bottle of retail off somebody. And um, that's then when I took the plunge then and I bought the home essentials kit and then you arrived to my door. <laughs> so that's when we went through all of them. So we had kind of we had given up on, we'll say, fertility and different things like that. But any time I went to somebody, they always brought up grief and they brought up the forgiveness. Wow. So for me, then the forgiveness was kind of a big thing that kind of lied over my head. And when you had mentioned um, 
the console and the forgiveness, I was like, oh, okay, there must be something in these. So I kind of started using them um, topically, actually. And I even often would even put a drop into the palm of my hand and maybe smell it. Now, forgive always went on the sole of my feet because it was one that I wasn't really a lover of. But I started, I started using them then from the March when you had sent me the little samples. And people would be wondering now where this story is going. But so I had done diff many different things. Um, but I remember actually, so I was minding kids as well. And I had a few inquiries about minding kids. And I was like, oh, my God, how can I take on more kids? Now, at this stage, when we were trying for, um, for our third baby, actually, um, my cycles was very, very um, irregular. They might go 25 days to 28 to 32 to 33. So I had so many pregnancy tests done. I might do it on day 28 and I get my uh, period in the morning. Next time I'd say I'll do it on day you know, 30 and the period would come the following morning. So I was like, okay, I'm late now. And I was like, oh my God, this can't be possible. So I was like, I'm not going to do the pregnancy test until 35. No way, not doing it. Got disappointment over and over and over. And so I actually, the kids were going off swimming. So I went into the chemist, bought a pregnancy test and I went into the Racking Woods and I left the kids there and I was like, oh my God, let's do this now in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not joking yet. And everybody knows how hot the dressing rooms are in a, in a swimming pool. <laughs> I literally I had big rosy red cheeks and I did the test and straight away came up positive. I was like, oh my God. And actually, Rosie, would you believe you were the first person I took a picture and I sent it to you. <laughs> and I, I felt so honoured. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. And that's where our third little, um, our third little bundle of joy came along. But I, I just really realised the power of forgiveness Um just being able to forgive and even the console for comfort um the power of forgiveness is just it's just amazing i i it has still blown me blown me away and that's actually why i like to share the oils because i have actually seen them you know what they have done for me and even my family it's just uh, I, I sometimes i get lost for words actually and can, can i can i share something as well because i because i i i didn't know you before i got your house that day i suppose on a like a, a friend level so like i can only go by what i was feeling but i felt a huge shift in you from when i walked in the door to even when i was leaving to even like you know i suppose how close i'd be to you now but like I can't, I can't I can't gauge if that just was the day that was in it how how do you feel it's changed you as a person like you know going through that emotional like would you would you notice it's made any changes for you oh the, the changes are actually so noticeable um Rosie to be honest with you like it's you know and it's even I think to say to somebody you kind of don't know until you try sometimes I think I can actually explain how different everything made but until you actually try and try it out to see now there's wonderful techniques actually um as well that you can try and like first of all you actually even you have to i would actually say to yourself that you even have to forgive yourself like actually it was you that gave a wonderful talk previously on forgiveness and like i would actually often practice that and actually you know even by writing a little list and writing down the people you have to forgive and just letting it go because by you holding on to all of them things you're stopping yourself from moving forward yeah. So I just, I just, it's, it's actually, it's, it's so powerful, really. Yeah. But even speak, speaking of dates, like I was actually so delighted that I had my essential oils 
So for Zoe and Alex, I didn't have them through the pregnancy. We're with Mia. I did. And the difference now, bear in mind, I was eight years older as well. But um, the difference was unbelievable. But little Mia came along on the 13th of January, which was exactly wow. 10 years. Not sorry. Nine years later to the day I found out I was pregnant with my first little girl. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's definitely. The, and it's funny because I, when dates like that happen, mm. sometimes it shows you life had a plan all along. And we just yeah. we we just didn't know it. I've just been sitting back listening and just emotions have such a huge impact on our lives. Uh, and especially physically, I know like before every, and this is obviously different, um, but before every delivery, before you actually give birth, Rosie goes through a grieving process. Yeah, it's true. She grieves a man. Um, mm. and, she'll she'll cry and and sometimes that causes you to plateau even in active, in labor even yeah. in active labor you you cry you move through that part and i think it's like your body i think that the the and we were talking about this before we started recording is you have to surrender like you know it's like giving birth like it's something that you have to surrender to because it's it's something that's outside of you like it's not just you and i think sometimes as well like we're very vulnerable when we are pregnant. So there's kind of two things that can happen with kids. We can have children that can busy us and we don't grieve or it can bring up something that maybe we don't want to go there. So it's interesting, like Stephanie, you and Alex and Zoe very quick together. So you didn't get to grieve. And then you had, you know, very stressful time in between. But, you know, then... then and then secondary infertility on top of that. So yeah. it, was, it was just a compounding effect. But then, but then you let go and you surrendered a part of yourself and that then became your, your third pregnancy. So I have a question because I remember you mentioning this. Did Paddy and the kids notice a difference in you? Oh, for sure. Definitely. But would you believe I actually noticed a difference in us whole as a family? Wow. Like e even like positivity, you know, how we say things, how we do things, how we communicate, like or even... Like the kids, you know, even to be able to apologize, like, you know, if, if something goes on in the house or whatever, we can even often say to the kids, look, at, you know, we just have to say sorry. But, you know, even to forgive that person, you know, whether they meant it or didn't mean it, even to forgive, you have to be able to forgive. And that's one thing that I am absolutely delighted that I now know and understand and the power of it that I can teach my kids from growing up. What a powerful example. Yeah, because so much things has happened in will say even my past and even my will say the, down through the genealogical line that I think if forgiveness was there it might have been different mm, so I'm yeah. glad I can cut them and now be able to teach the kids the power of forgiveness do you know what I mean so I'm just like it's 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 amazing it's just so good I'm I'm a firm believer that if we're if we as guardians for the next generation if we don't deal with the crap then then it flows down to the next generation yeah definitely so you've put it you've 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 put an end to 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 a lot of that stuff by you doing the heavy lifting on behalf of your kids and their kids and their kids yeah just like i, I think it's even you know to be, even to be able to empower your kids you know i think that's just so important 
And I, I, there's one other thing I just want to touch on as well, Stephanie, because I think this will be very relatable to a lot of people, especially what things are going on. So you had mentioned as well that um, as part of when when the, the financial crash happened, that you had been like, you had been overcharged on your mortgages and that put huge yeah. financial pressure on as well. Like what did that even do for you at the time as well? Oh, so that was absolutely ridiculous actually. And I actually remember Lindsay at the time because we had, um, we wouldn't have had, had any kids at the time. And I remember actually would say, you know, it was all out over the news. And my dad used to say, did you ever ring up the mortgage and see, you know, does that affect you? And I used to say, dad, no, we wouldn't be that lucky. I just thought, you know, things were going on. But it was only when it went on later on then um, they had just said, uh, actually, no, we would have had Zoe and Alex maybe. I can't really remember because, you know, sometimes you want to forget these things. Yeah. But, it's um, stuff. Yeah, and it, 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 do you know what? As I always say, you know, your marriage is a journey. It does put um, a lot of strain, but when there's financial issues, it'll put a bigger strain. Do you know what I mean? It's always nice to have the few the few pound kind of there for different things. But I remember actually receiving the phone call um, when they had said to us that um, you were you were one of the, I don't know, didn't say candidates affected by the track of mortgage. And I was like, yeah, OK. I kind of just didn't think anything of it. And then they were like, you know that you were overcharged. I think we were overcharged like 60,000 you wouldn't be able to save 60,000 in 10 years with a family and you know two small kids and but when the, ba- when the banks kids. when the bank's taking it out and your house is on the line then you pay it you make it work yeah. yeah so you know when we had got that then you know it just kind of pulled us together and we could see you know the improvements in the house and we were able to do lots of different things and like it's actually funny they actually gave us 2,000 extra to go to a solicitor <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, we just pocket this money to hell. What do we want sister for? And they were like, no way. So I rang up sisters and spies actually. And they were like, oh, definitely. Yeah, there's loads of sisters out there for that. But they brought it to our attention that that could have been putting a lot of pressure on us um, for the infertility as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you would have been so stressed and different things like that. But um, cutting a long story short, anyway, we're, you know, now a happily family of five kids and we have a beautiful home and we got a lot done with the, the money we had been extra overcharged. But, you know, I, I, I also forgive them. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? You have to be able to forgive. It was a mistake. I, uh, you know, I'd say we're all human. We all make yeah. mistakes. Um, you know but it was a costly one but thankfully you know we stuck it out and we worked you know we worked hard but some people wouldn't have been that lucky yeah and for you you know what it's good and I just think for people listening to the story it gives hope at the end of the tunnel for somebody who maybe is where you are five six seven years ago they could be in that financial situation and you know or with or with raw grief and stuff like that but but even stephanie you know like you didn't you know i'm sure that you were probably praying for solutions and for the tracking bank you know for the tracking mortgage to come up that there was a problem like that must have been a huge answer to a prayer when you found out that you know there there was hope at the end of the tunnel you know what I mean? or light at the end of the tunnel even for that so sometimes we don't know when things will come our way and it's you know it's trying to maintain hope during that time can be very difficult for people and as i said things come when you kind of least expect them 
sometimes I actually, and even, you know, people would say, you know, oh, are you not trying for a baby? And you're like, oh my God, somebody asked me this one more time. And I got to the stage, you know, they were like, would you not like to start a family? Would you not like to start a family? And mm. sure, they're not happy. You have one, you have to have two, you have to have three. So I remember, like, I used to just get so sick of it. And at the end of it, I used to just say, actually, would you believe, actually, it's not for the want of trying. And actually, this is so funny, because even um, the undertaker asked me the question. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the undertaker asked me that on the way home from after collecting um, my brother Adrian um, in the mortuary in Galway. He says, now, do you mind what I ask, you know, how long you married? And I was like, where are you going? But it's funny, he was one of the first people, not, we'll say with Zoe, I did tell him that I was pregnant because he actually had given me something special on that journey home. Wow. Isn't, isn't that It's so amazing. Stephanie, I'm honestly, we are so grateful that you were willing, a willing participant to come on and share your story because... There's some hard topics. The, extremely, and they're extremely private as well. And like, I know how many people this can help. Like, I know the things that some people are going through. But to be able to hear this from somebody else is like... It's a huge light at the end of the tunnel for other people. You've got loss and grief and forgiveness, financial pressure, not of your own making. Yeah. Yeah. And fertility challenges. Like that's some significant stuff that you've overcome. And it was 10 years of, well, till 11 now um, of working through it and getting to the place that you're in. Yeah. And, and like what you said, Stephanie, look at all the things that you have now. Like I'm sure your marriage is stronger when you got through all of that, you could get through anything now. Yeah. You're a champion, Stephanie. It, 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 really, it really does. You just have to work at it. And as I would say, probably never forget, never give up, but you also have to be ready to let go as well. Yeah, Stephanie, you're an absolute amazing person. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you after today, because, you know, sometimes we want to talk to somebody who understands, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, well, I have an Instagram page. Um, so actually, so now, after I discovered the power of Essentialize, I, would, I want to get into sharing them because I just really want to help other people that may be in different situations you know how to get out of them so i actually set up um uh instagram page so it's steph under so s-t-e-p-h-f sorry steph's s-t-e-p-h-s underscore wellness underscore tots to mums because it's actually funny you mentioned that actually rosie the page because i actually set up that i decided on that name about the week before um, I found out I was pregnant with Mia oh, wow. so it was absolutely perfect because I had a little tot to mom so it was so steps underscore wellness underscore tots to moms there's an underscore between each word I love it so if you want to reach out to Stephanie she is well I think she's amazing I know she's amazing but now you also know that she's amazing and yeah you you want to help people overcoming yeah you're and beautiful family beautiful children and to be honest Stephanie I feel really honoured that we could be a small part of your journey and I feel like it wasn't a coincidence we were we were brought together that you were enemies on the commodity <laughs> all those years ago. but it's funny because like Stephanie you have so added the question who won 
But uh, I have no idea. But you know, I, I was just thinking with we'll say Stephanie's team probably Stephanie. did. Um, but it's funny, Stephanie, because you have added like so much value to my life. And you've helped me so much. And the one thing I'll say about you, Stephanie, is you are the most grateful person that I have ever met in the world. So if you want to get tips for how to be reared well or rear your children well, Stephanie is one of the most grateful people that I have ever met. And I feel I feel extremely grateful that you're in our life as well. So I just want to share that with you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure, Stephanie. Thanks for joining us. So if you want to catch Stephanie, it is Steph, Steph Steph's underscore wellness underscore moms to tots. Moms to tots. Tots to moms. Tots to moms. <laughs> we'll put the little ones first. Okay. Apologies, Stephanie. Stephanie, as always, it's been a pleasure and looking forward to everybody hearing this episode. Thank you very much, everybody.